Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of the Brad and Avery Hour. I'm your host, as always, Brad Buckle, alongside my man, Avery Lewis McDougal. This is episode number seven, and man, what an episode this is going to be. That's right, Brad, I guess over the phone, a pro athlete, the first one in history of mm-hmm. Brad and Avery Hour. Tell sure. people who our guest is. Yeah, we're going to be joined by Eric Zabrowski uh, from Edmonton, a local product. Just recently drafted by the San Diego Padres. Um, and we're, we're going to get him on here momentarily. Uh, just trying to figure out how we can join us via Facebook Live. And uh, we'll, we'll chat all things baseball with him. And then we got to have so many more things on the, on the go tonight. Exactly, yeah. A little bit of CFL talk. Eskimos, they're back in action. They won their first game of the year. The longest CFL game of all time, I gotta admit to you, Bradley, won 33 or 30 in a rainy day in Winnipeg, but I got admit, I had to catch up on Facebook because I fell asleep. I fell asleep also. US Open talk, World Cup talk, Barry Trotz quits the Capitals. What? Lots up, Brad, to get to you. Yeah, a lot of stuff to get to for sure. Uh, like I said, we're just waiting on our guest, Eric, uh, to join us. Um, and so, excuse me, just get him set up. Oh, he's. Uh, Oh no! Well, is, that, is that Eric calling in now? Uh, we'll we'll find out here in a minute. Give me a give me a quick sec. We're gonna figure this out. That's the power of live. Well, live Facebooking. You don't know what's gonna happen. People are trying to call in. Some things work. Some some things don't. As you watch riveting TV. It's it's all live, so it's all happening right now in this moment. Uh, so viewer discretion is advised. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, well, this guy probably knowing him. Yeah, I mean, you could we we could <laughs> chat while we while we wait for Eric. I mean, no, exactly. well, so you you had a really good point about uh, Phil Nicholson, the U.S. Open. Why mm. don't you tell the people about that? Why while, while I get Eric going here? Yeah, if you guys were watching U.S. Open, which was won once again by Brooks Kepka, and shout out to Brooks Kepka for winning back to back U.S. Opens. Less than <clears> forty <throat> guys in golf have won a major tournament twice in their careers. So good for him. But my gripe was with the f- people who were mad at Phil Nicholson, who I believe it was round three. His term was over. He was done. And he was already at about plus 10, plus 11. And what does Phil do? Puts stroke, misses, and the ball and the ball's going to go down the hill at Shinnecock. And Phil knows he's done. He's trying to have some fun. Whatever. I don't want to take, I don't want to wait for my ball to go down the hill and recover it. So what does he do? Puts the ball while it's still rolling. To two, it's a two-stroke penalty. He knows this. I know that. It's penalty in golf. You have to wait until the ball stops rolling before you can play it again. And the outrage on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube articles about, oh, how Phil should have been disqualified. Phil's a bad influence for children around the world for hitting a moving ball. Really? Really? That's the thing you're gonna, that's the thing you're gonna go on about? Putting a moving ball? I really don't care. You shouldn't care. Phil didn't care. Lighten up, people. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, you know what, Avery forgot? Sorry, I, I need to mention this as I'm still figuring out uh, getting Zabrowski on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will be on with us, don't don't worry. I know Barry's sitting in the corner, he's probably, he's, he's on with us right now. He's he's uh, he's probably crying, he's, he's <laughs> waiting, waiting anxiously, so. Uh, but you forgot to tell the people, very uh, very big day, Avery. Yes. The brand Avery Hour. Tell the people what day it is. Yes, it is the day I got a new hat. Yes, got a brand new fedora. How do you like that? I'm just kidding. It's Brad's birthday. <laughs> but it's Brad's birthday. He's finally turning 14. 
I, I just hit puberty, so <laughs> I'm finally here, and uh, I, I, I'm excited. Keep this show on the go. Now, here's the thing now. See if, and uh, we'll, we'll get it going. But keep keep going, Avery, about uh, the U.S. Open or, or whatever uh, you were. Continue about your new fedora. I mentioned, <laughs> I mentioned, yeah, just to wrap up my point on the U.S. Open is that the fact that golf is stuck in this era of we got to be the old boys club, got to obey the rules of what, how things were 30, 40, 50 years ago. And really, people who watch golf now, you know, golf is getting a younger audience somewhat, but it's really brand I don't care about a guy hitting a moving ball. I'm sure you don't. No, I. Uh, yeah. I, I really don't. I, I. I. To be honest, I really don't care about golf either. <laughs> uh, in in general. Okay. Um, the show. Saying, the show must go on. From you at the U.S. Open to, of course, the Edmonton Eskimos got a big 33-30 win in Winnipeg, and you know what? Dealing with Mike Riley is bad for your health, as the Bombers learned. But you know what? Give credit to Winnipeg. I gotta give them a big round of applause because no Matt Nichols, he's out for the next four to six weeks, but Chris Trevler comes in a raw rookie. The first true rookie to CFL quarterback to come out of college and start week one since Andy Calvillo did that in 94 with the Las Vegas Posse, and he duels with Mike Riley? Big thumbs up to you, dude. Michael Shea's Blue Bombers are a team that, you know what? They might give the Eskimos some real trouble in the Western Division this year, Brad, in the CFL. That, that's right, and uh, we're, we're, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna come back to this. We're gonna cut out for a minute. I just want to reboot this. We're gonna get Eric to join us. A minute. I'm Brad Barco. Episode number seven. I can't believe we're seven weeks in already. I know, right? Um, it, it's 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 crazy. I'm sorry again. I'm just uh, just texting Eric Zabrowski to. To Brad, join the show. Brad's trying to figure things out. If you just missed it, of course, Eric Zabrowski, San Diego Padres draft pick will be joining the Brad Avery Hour pretty soon once we figure things out with Facebook Live. Eric played for Edmonton Prospects, and Eric's a 2A player as well. Shades of Shohei Itani, so we can talk to him about that, talk to him about the, being a Padres draft pick, the San Diego Padres of rich history. I mean, you're free from getting uh, I, I think we are live with, uh, with Eric Zabrowski again. I apologize. Uh, for the technical difficulties, but uh, Eric, we we appreciate you coming on, and uh, thanks for taking the time with us. Yeah, no problem. I'm happy to be here, but uh, first and foremost, happy birthday, Brad. <laughs> Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Thank you. Are you 12 today? <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, just turned 12. Yeah, just turned 12. Yeah. You can hear me all right? Uh, yeah, we yeah, can we hear can. you okay. We're going to make sure uh, Facebook, uh, can, we hear, can you hear Eric? Everybody's good. Give us... Give us a thumbs up if you could hear him. Uh, he's live on the phone as Facebook was giving us some issues uh, with, with Facebook uh, Facebook Live having him to join us. So uh, we did it the second best way and have him join us via audio. So Eric, uh, I wouldn't be, you know, the, obviously the first to, uh, I, I don't want to say the first because you've probably been, you know, through it a few times already the last couple weeks, but uh Congratulations on, on being being drafted, and and it's a huge honor to to hear your name called in the in the Major League Baseball draft. Uh, not very many athletes get that opportunity, so to have you and your name called, and of course to to represent the city of Edmonton, uh, that must have been a just a huge honor for you. So congratulations for that. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, I appreciate it. It. Um like you said, yeah, it's a, it's a huge honor to be able to, you know, at first it was awesome to see my name uh, go up across the board there, and then just, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a culmination of years of you know, hard work and 
you know, getting lucky and being seen at the right time. And it does feel good to uh, to represent Edmonton in a sense here down in uh, in Arizona right now. So, Eric, I mean, you're, I don't know if you're aware of this, you're, you're only the third Edmontonian uh, to be drafted into the major leagues, uh, obviously a, a major feat, as I said, but just walk us through, uh, and, uh, you know, because, like I said, a lot of us don't get the opportunity to kind of get behind the scenes and, and, and know what it was like, so, I mean, walk us through that day, I mean, what were you doing, were, were you surrounded by family and friends, did you, did you know you were going to get drafted, or was this, did this kind of come as, as a surprise for you? Uh, I was, I was at home. I uh, it was. I found out at about ten, ten thirty, ten forty-five in the morning. I uh, had the draft up on my laptop, and yeah, I I, I didn't know I was going to get drafted, and I was kind of. I heard I heard lots of things. I'd heard anywhere from the fourth from the fourth to the fortieth round. So I uh, I had watched the whole day before, and you know it was uh, wasn't disappointed to not see my name called on day on day two but you know it, it would have been it would have been cool and but uh, definitely was very excited when uh, when my name popped up on I think it was Wednesday morning yeah that's that's when it was Eric when you were drafted did it take did it take an hour to sink in did it take a day to sink in um it for the first time it sank in the next night actually I was <laughs> out with a couple buddies um we were at uh, Canadian Brew House in St. Albert and then one of the one of the guys goes like, "Look, Eric, you're you're on TV." And they uh, they had a picture up on Sportsnet. My name had gone across the ticker a couple times. So that that was that was the first time that it truly did sink in. And I was like, "Holy cow!" You know, like, <laughs> this is this is this is real. This yeah. is this is something that's happening to me. And yeah, like I said. And then uh, again, it kind of it kind of hit me again when I. First time I walked down into the clubhouse here in Arizona, and Will Myers, who's a uh, who's in the MLB, for, he plays for the Padres. He was down here on a rehab assignment, and my locker was four or five away from Will Myers. Mm. So that that was pretty cool being next to you know an established uh, guy who's been in the show. So you know, Eric, let's uh, let's talk about your game for for a minute. I you know, I, I guess I in a sense grew up uh, watching you play a little bit as you played with my brother uh, Damien, and uh, you you're very uh, you're a two way guy. You know, you, you got you got an arm, and obviously your your bat speaks for itself as well. So uh, going into pro ball now and and into the pro ranks, have they have they kind of specified to you? You know what they want you to play. Do they see you more of a, a pitcher? Do they see you more of an offensive threat with the bat? Or maybe, maybe are you a uh, let's say a quote unquote Shohei Otani type player? Are you are you going to go in and kind of try and play both sides? Or what, what, what's your vision and what's their vision for you uh, moving forward? Well, uh, unfortunately, the bats didn't make it down south. I uh, it made it clear to me I'm I'm a pitcher now. Uh, yeah, they drafted me as a, as a left-handed starting pitcher, so that uh, I had to, you know, I had to give up the bat for now. Being a right. National League team, um, yeah. Once uh, once you reach the Double A rank, is when pitchers start hitting. Okay. So you know that that's just more incentive to make it to Double A, so I can get to take some hacks again. That wasn't mean to be drafted by the Padres. This is a team where you know they had they're built by Mr. Tony Gwynn. They had, they had Robbie Alomar play for them. 
They had Dave Winfield play for them. There's uh, Greg Maddox play for them for a bit. It's exciting and intriguing. You know, the uh, the Padres, the, the big club, they haven't had that much success in the last few years, but their minor league system is one of the best, if not the best at all baseball mm-hmm. right yeah. now. So, you know, I get to be surrounded by, you know, some of the best minor leaguers in the system. And, uh, you know, I got a chance to, to definitely win some ball games and uh, have the chance to move up, you know, move up quickly if, if you, my uh, my performance is uh holds up to par on the field. So, you know, Eric, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I was reading an article, uh, uh, I don't know, it was probably a week or two ago, I, maybe it was right after you got drafted, um, but uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong, you, you just about uh, uh, gave up on baseball, correct, and, and pursued pursued other things, I mean, what a, what a change in a, a turn of events for you, going from, you know, uh, quote unquote, and, and you can kind of talk about this more. Uh, you kind of, you know, gave up that passion, gave up that dream, and then all of a sudden you, you, you realized it again. And and now to be to be where you are, and 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 to be now um, playing pro ball and, and part of the San Diego Padres organization again, this must feel tremendous. And and I think this is a testament uh, to everybody out there that you know what, no matter what life throws in your way. Never give up on your dreams because anything is possible. Yeah, well, um, you know what? I was I was young uh, in maturity wise. My first year of uh, college down in Texas, I had uh, I had never experienced failure before, and uh, you know I went into a, a school that had been at the College World Series the year before. I walked in and I had a I had a phenomenal fall. I uh, hit a couple home runs, hit a, hit above 400, and uh, so I'd been, you know, coddled per se. You know, everyone was telling me how how good I was going to be and mm. you know how good I was, and then I, I broke my hand at the end of the fall, and uh, you know, missed out on some quality, you know, winter break swings and whatnot for that month, and you know, I came back and <clears throat> I, uh, you know, I was in the starting lineup day one. I I was healthy by then, of course, but yeah, I was in uh, the starting lineup day one, and you know, just, I I wasn't mentally ready to fail yet. I had been, you know, I'm not bashing on baseball in Alberta, but there's there's a big difference between, you know, the Norwest League and Midget AAA, and then, you know, college baseball down in the States, especially Texas, where, you know, it's that some of the best, if not the best, junior college baseball in the country. Of course. Um, yeah, and so it just, you know, I had a rough start. I got, you know, four or five hits in my first 30 at-bats or what or so, and uh, I just ended up sitting on the bench. And, uh, you know, I, I don't blame the coach. I didn't, I didn't really give him an, an opportunity or the incentive to play me. But uh, I did not take that very well. I, uh, like you said, yeah, my, my interest in baseball is definitely fading. You know, I could, I just, looking back on it now, I didn't, I didn't do anything physically or mentally to get me out of that slump. Right. You know, I started showing up for practice just, just to show up. You know, extra, extra work became a, you know, a second thought. And uh, right. then, yeah, actually, I, I had a, uh, 
one of my friends actually, one of my buddies actually sent me a text one day and he kind of asked me what was going on. He had noticed that I hadn't been playing in a while. And so I, I kind of told him what was up and, you know, he kind of, he, he kind of set me straight. He, uh, he got into me a little bit and, you know, I'm, I'm definitely thankful for it, but, you know, he, he mentioned how that's not me and how the, the Eric Sabrowski he knew would mm. not, you know, just roll over and die like I kind of had. And so, you know, it was, it took, it took a couple days and it took some growing up fast to realize that, you know, right now, you know, right now I'm not playing, but I need to give, I need to give them the, the reason to play me. Right. So, more extra work, showing up to practice earlier, staying later, more hours in the weight room. Um, and on top of that still there was still that um you know that self-doubt in my head that you know maybe i wasn't a good enough hitter to you know succeed in college baseball so i decided to definitely work more on the pitching side of things than i ever had before in uh you remember this brad in high school i i, I pitched but you know i was always a first baseman who pitched that's right yeah i remember it wasn't, that yeah. it was like i you know, I never threw too hard. I had a good idea of how to pitch, but I just I wasn't that great at it. And um, so then, you know, a lot more, you know, working on some mechanical adjustments and long tossing to, uh, to definitely up my arm strength. And, you know, I ended up never really getting that shot at Cisco. And and that that's part of life. You're not, you aren't guaranteed anything. Right the, the way I see it, you aren't guaranteed anything, and um, you know I'm thankful for my time there. It uh, it allowed me to grow as a person, and um, you know mature, and it it uh, it got my head back on my shoulders a little bit. You know, it, I kind of got a little big for a while there. I had one midget AAA player of the year, and you know I had a uh, I had a solid season with the Edmonton prospects, especially in the playoffs. So you know I was riding high going into kind of uh, that whole year at Cisco kind of you know brought me back to earth and it taught me a lot and uh, so from there I needed I needed some confidence again I had originally signed to go play in Thunder Bay for the summer in the Northwoods League but uh, it just you know we're talking with you know some friends and my family I realized that I wasn't prepared to be away from home for such an extended period of time and right. You know, I had a spot guaranteed for me on the prospects back home. I'm a big fan of Ray Brown and Orfranchuk. They, they've been integral in my success and development. And so, you know, after it was a no-brainer to you know to come back to Edmonton. And I got I got my confidence back that season. I, I, uh, you know, both on the mound and uh, and at the plate. I think I. I, uh, I really enjoyed myself that summer, and it, it allowed, like I said, allowed me to get my confidence back going to school and uh, where I transferred to in Kansas now. And you mentioned being on the road, Eric. You played in, you mentioned at Cisco Junior College in Texas. You played at Cloud County in Kansas and with the prospects. What's the difference in the baseball culture of Texas, baseball culture in Edmonton? Well, in, in Texas, you know, everybody plays baseball. Of course. Everybody plays baseball in the spring and football in the fall. You know, I wouldn't say... In the, at the college rank between Texas and Kansas, you know, it, it's about winning. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's you know, those coaches have jobs. 
that they need to keep and you know they're not going to keep their job if they don't win so it's you know it's about winning and but but also player development and trying to uh, trying to send you on to the next level and ultimately that's their goal because the more the more players a junior college sends off to four-year institutions the more people will be interested in your school Right, and again, sorry, we're just joined here by Eric Sobrowski, uh, recently drafted by the San Diego Padres. This segment also is brought to you by Core Dental, uh, one of our main sponsors. Again, sorry to everybody on Facebook Live if you can't quite hear them. Um, you know, we got them held up to the mic as best we can. This is some great stuff we're going through. Um, but again, uh, Eric, just a couple more for you, and we will let you go. Uh, I want to talk about the, the transition uh, you made from, you know, you mentioned you were a first baseman and a pitcher, but at what point did you step on the mound and you think, wow, like, I could really be a full-time pitcher. I got the stuff to do it. This is kind of where, you know, you, you mentioned you got drafted as a left-handed pitcher. So what what kind of separated you from, hey, like, yeah, I got the bat, but my, my stuff on the mound is just as good. Uh, it was a uh, so at the end of the the winter or the fall semester at school, coach had called me into his office and mentioned how a couple pro teams had uh, you know had, had called asking about me just to see what uh, see what I was like, and then uh, so I was all excited for my first outing in the spring, you know, expecting there to be twenty scouts, right? Just yeah. the way that works, you, you you blow everything up in your mind and. And actually, there were there were no scouts at the game, and you know, I ended up having a pretty solid game. So I was a little disappointed about that. Right. And then I found out that the next week there was going to be about fifteen at the game. We were playing a school called Cali Junior College, and you know they're they're always top ten in the country, and they um, they they always produce some good players. And then so you know I get up get up on the mountain Cali, and you know there was nine or ten radar guns pointing at me and I ended up getting shelled in about three innings <laughs> oh, I think I gave up five or six I <laughs> ended up giving about five or six uh, earned runs you know I walked walked more guys than I normally do the strikeouts were up and, and my um, you know my velocity was still up but mm. I uh, you know I let the moment get to me and I got behind in every count and when you're facing good hitters it doesn't matter how hard you throw or or you know how much your stuff moves. If if you're behind the count more often than not, you're going to get smacked around, and that's actually what happened. So, you know, again, that I kind of laughed to myself after that outing. So, Eric, just, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, well, I mean, looking forward now, and and now that you're in Arizona, and you're kind of you're kind of settled in, and you're you're officially now a a pro baseball player. What? Uh, what's the next step for you? What is, you know, what what are the, I, I guess I, I would assume you've had conversations with the Padres organization. I mean, where do they see you going next? Where where are you going next? And kind of what's the what's the path for you to, uh, to, to ultimately get to the show? Well, first and foremost, I need to get off the disabled list. I, uh, <laughs> right right. I, have, I have a little bit of a, uh, a strain in my elbow. So we're uh, we're rehabbing that, and I'll be back uh, throwing again in a couple weeks here, and then and then from there, once you know I'm throwing regularly again, and you know getting in game situations, then uh, 
they'll make that decision if uh, if they're going to keep me here at the rookie league or if they're going to send me off to uh, probably their short season A team, which is in Washington State at uh, Tri-City area, which is kind of southeast uh, Washington. Sweet. And now that you're a pro baseball player, what's the first thing you want to buy for yourself with a pro? Oh, player? man. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's something i got to think about because I'm still waiting on that paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably in a cave and get myself a PlayStation. Okay. There's, uh, there's a lot of downtime here as a pro ball player. I, uh, you know, I wake up at 8 every morning and I don't have to be at the field till 3. So there's... You know, all that, you know, what is it, seven hours that I need to fill throughout the day. So <laughs> I'll probably end up having an un- unhealthy obsession with the PlayStation by, you know, probably by the end of the month. Well, you know what, you know, Brad of the PS4, he plays this show. I beat him quite often in the show. So you should buy the show, Eric, play Brad, <laughs> and beat Brad a few times in the show. I beat him often in the show, so get the show with Absolutely. the PS4. Absolutely, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you guys the works in the show. Oh, uh-huh. no, no, not, not me, not me, Eric. I'll, I'll, I'll rinse you. I'll rinse you. Oh, <laughs> challenge accepted. Oh. So last one, last one for you, Eric. We know it's getting right there. Uh, what, what advice do you have for any, you know, young and up-and-coming ballplayers. And, and for those, I mean, specifically in the Edmonton area, specifically here in Alberta, we've seen now Mike Soroka uh, with the Braves. He was in Calgary, become quite successful. Yourself now with the San Diego Padres, working yourself up. I mean, where, where, what, what advice do you got to these kids that, that have aspirations to, to be an MLB player? Um, well, you know, if, if you're good enough someone will come that's kind of it's kind of my idea someone someone being a scout or a school and then so you just you need to you know work in it work hard day in and day out if a door closes find an open one that's uh you know i one of uh, one of my coaches actually kind of mentioned that how how that's worked out for me i kind of you know you got to persevere had uh you know i wasn't the best player when i was 13 or 14 or even 15 I didn't really blossom into my own until you know I was 16 or 17 that was when I kind of you know found out that I have a you know have a future at least in the college ranks so you know if, if you're not the the biggest and the strongest you know eventually you will you'll catch up to everybody else and you just you just got to keep on working at it all right, Eric. Hey, man, we, we appreciate you for coming on. We Again, we apologize for the technical issues. Uh, let, best of luck moving forward, and let's uh, let's do this again very soon. Yes, sir, Eric. Absolutely, yeah. You know, always, always uh, would like to be on the show here. I appreciate you guys having me on. All right, take care, man. All take right. care. Thanks, Eric. All right, see you guys. Bye. Alright guys, that was Eric Zabrowski, a left-handed pitcher for the San Diego Padres organization, uh, joined us. Again, I apologize for the audio issues. Um, un- unbelievable stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, again, er- Eric's such a very humble guy. He just goes about his work and, and, and does what, what he needs to do to, to become successful. Uh, again, uh, the audio, correct audio, will be on SoundCloud later, um, hopefully tomorrow. Uh, if not later on this week, um, and we'll we'll give that out for you. You can give that a proper listen. Uh, again, thank you guys. Uh, thank thank you, Eric, yes. for coming on the show and, and doing that. And we apologize again for the technical difficulties. Now moving forward, I want to look ahead now 
Um, as we have a big trip uh, planned tomorrow, Avery is. Yes, we, we do. Are, we are off. Uh, the Brad and Avery hour is coming, and we are coming strong and hot into Las Vegas. Um, Avery and myself got the honor and the privilege to cover the NHL awards in Las Vegas um, exclusively for uh, the Brad and Avery Hour. Uh, we're excited to bring it to you. We're excited to bring you some new content, some interviews uh, while we're down there. And uh, we're going to get Avery to shotgun out of the Stanley Cup. We'll stand him up and, uh, and, and have a ginger ale or... or, or <laughs> Or a Pepsi, because we know well, you don't drink. Well, right, that'd be so. interesting drinking a, a Pepsi out of the Stanley Cup. If always around, hey, to the Capitals, if we can fill up with Pepsi or ginger ale and have you drink out of it, let's make it happen, guys. So, hey, yeah, it sounds good. Um, I one one big thing on the hockey front, not not uh, so much the awards. Barry Trotz resigning. Yes. As a Washington Capitals head coach, please explain this to me. My mind is. Trying to wrap my head around this, me and Barry uh, Peterson, we had a conversation today mm. um, earlier, and uh, he had some insight on that. Um, but I, I'm, I'm baffled on to why Barry Trotz is not with the Washington Capitals after winning a Stanley Cup. Well, it sounds like there's a falling out between him and the organization as well as a <coughs> money issue in terms of with Barry Trotz and the Capitals. And I think Barry Trotz's next move will be to Brooklyn with New York Islanders. I think that's a... I personally think it's a sure-shot deal that Trotz goes to New York now after this. Wow. Um, and and d- now, does this shoe in John Tavares staying in Long Island? Possibly, yeah. You bring in the... Hey, if you're Lou <coughs> Lamarillo, you go to John Tavares and say, look, John, no things were... Ha- were, ha- we're not happy here. We weren't that good. Here's Barry Trotz. Look at staying long-term now. Okay? You did. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a through a deal. Yeah, so... I think, I think you bring in Barry Trotz now to Long Island... You tell Tavares. You also tell guys like, you know, what Jordan Eberle, a Matthew Barzell. Here's a coach who wants to win now, just won a cup. Boom. I'm serious about winning in Long Island. And this is a winner. Barry Trotz is a winner. Uh, it, he took the caps and, and what what a coach he's, he's been. Um, his track record's proven. But uh, he did an excellent job with OB. An excellent job with that team this year. And uh, to think... That he is a Stanley Cup winner, mm-hmm. but without a job. This is almost re- re- um, rare. Kind of uh, uh, similar, not not identical, but similar to Dwayne Casey winning Coach of the Year and then getting fired a week later. I wouldn't Very say similar, similar because in hockey, it's happened for in hockey. Mike Heaton, <clears throat> Mike Heaton, '94, won a couple of the Rangers, quit, and then went to St. Louis. That's that was right. very, very, That's very right. messy. So hockey have. Hockey is equivalent where coaches have done it before, where coaches have quit right. and gone different teams to win the cup before. So it's rare, it's rare, but it happens, though. You know what? Hey, Barry Trotz, if he can go from Washington to winning in New York, well, hey, that'll be mad impressive. But if you're the Capitals now, once again, another season, a new coach, as from what I'm hearing, Todd Reardon will now be the Capitals' new head coach for next season. Which is, yeah, it's a, you, you look at Edmonton. You know, you talk about head coaches and, and the long history here in Edmonton, just briefly. We had how many coaches in, in nine seasons? You and know? we didn't win. We did not win. And we didn't even win. The win. <laughs> you, you know what? And, and this was proposed to me earlier. Mm-hmm. I got tweeted it, and I'm going to write it by you. Now, I'm not saying this is happening. This is just an idea. So everybody hold your horse. Everybody relax. What if the Edmonton Oilers 
Now, see Barry Trotz out there, mm-hmm. a winning coach, Stanley Cup winner. Do you dare pull the trigger and fire Todd McCullough now and bring in Barry Trotz as your next head coach? I don't know. I, will, I want to give Todd one more year of his own guys, a fresh start again. I want to give Todd that much. If this year, Edmonton and Todd with the new assistants, I think then you do make a move. But I think first Edmonton would look at first maybe if they do fire McClellan. I think the move before Barry Trotz is to say put in place Trent Yanni or Matty Varios as head coach instead of Barry Trotz. I think you'll see it happen before that. You'll see what assistants before they go to Barry Trotz. Which is fair, I think, in my mind. And I'm a big Trent Yanni fan. I, you know, I've, I've watched him throughout his career as well. I think he brings some good things to the Oilers. Um, as, as well as uh, Matt, Matty Varios as well, as you mm-hmm. mentioned. Uh, he brings he brings some good things as well. So this staff now in Edmonton is starting to to, to come together. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Todd McCollum, if, if Peter Shrelly can put some, some winning pieces again on the ice surrounding my number 97, I, I think Edmonton will have a, a better year. And I, I think a bounce-back year for Cam Talbot's too. I think a bounce-back year for uh, maybe a healthier year for Leon Dreisaitl. A healthier year for Oscar Kleppmann. A healthier year. And, and God, you know, God hope and pray Adam Watson's family is okay this year. We've seen that difficult time he went through last season. Um, it's, you know, we the Edmonton should be on paper better next season. And uh, I, I just hope, and I, I think you're right, that Barry Trotz is the guy on. I do definitely yeah, think so. Doug Wade's gone. This is a guy... This is a Louvre Morello type move. Mm-hmm. That Barry Trotz ends up in Long Island. Now, they don't. They can't just have Barry Trotz though. No. They need other pieces. This Islander team. Do they go big game hunting? Do they make an offer to James Neal? Do they make an offer to John Carlson and bolster that defense? You might. William Carlson is the guy who's a real. Because now, listen. What this does now. Is if Barry Trotz goes there, does some capitals maybe follow suit? Does Jay Beagle, is he a fit on the on on the the island with the Islanders? Is is Patel? I don't know. I'm throwing this out there. Is John Carlson the guy in Long Island? I want to say the guy, but he could be a guy because you can't tell me that some guys won't follow Trotz to New York. You can't uh, tell me some guys won't. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- this is a guy. That he was a great dressing room guy, great leader uh, behind the bench. Obviously, Obi had a, had a big part in that, but uh, this is a it's a big off season. I'm very very surprised as well. No, and speaking of this off season, I do want to mention a not really a hockey story per se. I do want to mention, of course, we talked about this off the air, the Ottawa Senators situation. Where wow, Ottawa, the Ottawa Senators are, you know, people talk about Edmonton being a tire fire. Ottawa is next level. Tire fire beyond Eugene Melnick threatening to move the franchise. Yeah. Beyond Alfredson saying he's a new owner. We now have, if you missed the story a few days ago, it came out that uh, Matt Hoffman, uh, Mark Hoffman, and his girlfriend, Mike Hoffman, sorry, all the M names, Mike Hoffman and his, his girlfriend, his girlfriend apparently was harassing via social media and via other means yes. Eric Carlson as wife Melinda. And this basically was a Twitter account burner feed on Next Level Evil. And it turned out that she was sending messages that involved comments on hoping Eric's career ends with a dirty hit, wishing death upon their unborn child, well, who actually yeah. was um, born stillborn. Yeah. And usually when these kind of stories, like, listen, like, I'm 
we both use stuff in the hockey world. We both use stuff involving families. You know, you mm-hmm. don't, you know, you don't, we, we don't report it because we don't report it because it's hearsay. Yeah, it's gossip. Yeah, absolutely. It's not professional. Absolutely. But the difference is, is that you're seeing other players' wives on the Senators come out publicly on Twitter and saying that she's terrible. She did this, that, and the third to the Carlsons, which you never see. What do you now? Now I, I'm thinking here, and now you mentioned that there's got to be some truth behind. I, I I'm not jumping the gun here. I, I don't want to speculate, but you think with everybody coming out, there's got to be just a glimmer of truth to everything. More than a glimmer, because if multiple hockey wives across the league are saying that Mike Hoffman's girlfriend is that toxic, yeah. And now this. Affects Mike Hoffman in a big, big way. It affects Mike Hoffman maybe down the line in a payday, mm-hmm. potentially because of this toxic environment. And now, with him on the trade bait board, it affects him going to a a team because you're going to go in there and teammates are going to see this guy. And wait a minute, his wife did this. Some may there might be a team or two that accepts this guy. And great, maybe we can turn the page and everything will be good. But there's going to be a lot of teams that say, no, thank you. I, I don't want this. No, no, there definitely will be a lot of teams. But, of course, there still will be a team. I mean, heck, there are teams interested in freaking Slava Voinov. <laughs> We're getting that next week. But because that boils my freaking blood that people want Slava Voinov still. But this is not about him. This is about the Carlson situation. This is about yeah. going to Ottawa. Yeah. But, yeah, but you're right, though. There will definitely be some teams who will say, absolutely, no, I don't want that in my dressing room. But you might see a team. I don't know who it will be, but you will see a team take a chance on him next season. Well, I guess we'll we'll find out here uh, hopefully this week. I've been hearing there could be a deal done uh, at the draft, if not before the draft, and the draft again is Friday in Dallas uh, live on Sportsnet. So make sure you tune in to watch that. Um, again, I, I quickly, very quickly, I want to give a shout-out to our contest winner last week um, that won the, the mouth guard and the bleaching kit sponsored by... Our sponsor, Core Dental, again, thank you for that. Um, Brett Gabriel won that, uh, so congratulations to him. You can pick that up, again, at the Edmonton location. They're going to email you details, and uh, we'll, we'll go, and, and you get that as well. Uh, big shout-out to a couple guys watching. Uh, Cody, you know, a guy from Hamilton, Ontario, and Jock's Corner, again, thank you so much for the support. Uh, you know, I, I love your guys' work, and thank you for you know, coming on and, and supporting me and Avery and, and everybody involved. So I, I appreciate that as well. Uh, we also see, look at this, Avery. Dave Albright, uh, <laughs> former, former, former RTA instructor, Dave. Uh, we, man, it's been a while. Hopefully things are going well. Um, it looks like things are going well for you as from what we can see and things are things are good for us over here. We're heading to Vegas uh, tomorrow night to cover the NHL awards. Um, so very excited about that. Uh, so hopefully things are... I'm still good at Nate, and everything everything's good. So it's it's good to see you uh, see you out. And thank you for your support. Absolutely. Else, too, uh, another contest winner for the Father's Day event for all our tickets. I'll give a pull up right now. So if you want to banter a bit, I'll find the um, court dental yes. contest winner um, for. So for those of you that were unaware, we sponsored. <coughs> Excuse me again. Bear with me. I, I'm battling the end of a cold. I'm not. I, I'm coughing up along. I swear. Got Ebola. Uh, I'm good. Um, now, for those of you that are unaware, we, we sponsored a contest by Core Dental. Uh, it was a Father's Day contest. You had to like their Instagram page, Core Dental. You had to tag a few friends, 
and you had to tell us why your father or your dad was great, and you would you would win either Oiler tickets or Eskimo tickets. Now that was up to the winner's choice. So once the winner was announced, we will give him that option of either Eskimo or Oiler tickets. Um, and we will go from there. Got him right. You got the winner right here. The and, winner. and the winner is right there. Mary Cohn. Mary Cohn is the winner. So congrats to Mary Cohn. Um, please, uh, we're going to reach out to you. Um, and we will also, we will give you the option. Um, Eskimo Oiler tickets. Again, thank you so much to those guys who participated. And uh, we, we, we're going to do much, much more of this moving forward. Um, as well. One more event because it is coming up this week and we do have to announce it and talk about it and say it. Um, the June 21st, mm -hmm. we are sponsoring an art gallery here at Grand Villa Casino, beautiful Grand Villa Casino attached to Rogers Place. Uh, this Thursday, we will be doing a live show uh, with the live auction. Uh, we will we will show off some pieces. We will not not a full show. We're going to do a 20, 30 minute show. Yeah, about that. Um, and showcase some beautiful art pieces. Talk to some artists and and tour around this this great facility. Again, if you if you haven't been down to Granville Casino, uh, Rogers Place in Edmonton is beautiful. That's where we are today. Again, they sponsor us. We are in this beautiful state of the art room. Um, it, it's incredible. Uh, again, thank you so much to Granville uh, Cordental for sponsoring us and, and allowing us to do this on a weekly basis. We only Avery think of this. We're only seven episodes in. We have two major sponsors and Avery. We are packing our bags and going to the NHL Awards. That's going to be something else, boy. This is something I've, we've always dreamed of since I was 16 years old. You can go back on my show uh, way back in the day, and this was one of our goals, one of our dreams, and to finally you know, have us together and, and to do this is, is absolutely incredible. Um, we're so so excited. Well, I'm hoping to interview, and we're hoping to interview a lot of people. But obviously, on my bucket list, and I'm going to come to you, Avery, after this. But my bucket list guy to interview um, is none other than Sid the Kid, good old Canadian boy, uh, Sidney Crosby. I'm, I'm hopefully uh, get the chance to do that. Obviously, Connor McDavid, uh, Alexander Ovechkin would be other ones as well, other big ones. Um, yeah. I think for me also, Braden Holpe would be yeah. another big one too. And for myself, the guy who I would love to interview, he'll be a presenter there, Willie O'Ree, the first oh, black yes. NHLer. And to me, being of color, being a black person who grew up playing street hockey, who grew up in Canada having hockey dreams, to I'm, I'm not here without Willie O'Ree. Grant Fear is not here without Willie O'Ree. There's no David Amber. There's no Devontae Smith-Pelly. There's no Wayne Simmons without Willie O'Ree. So if we get a chance to talk to him and talk about his journey of what he went through as a boy from Nova Scotia mm -hmm. who became the first black man to play NHL, that would mean so much to just chat for him, chat with him for even just five minutes. Some great history there too with Absolutely. Willie O'Ree and, and what he did, uh, not, like you said, not only for the, the people of, of color uh, in, in Canada and in hockey in general, but uh, for the game it, itself. is just incredible. So I, I think for me, myself even, uh, Willie Reed would be high up there as well. Um, it's going to be hot. It's going to be an uh, incredible experience. We hope you will join us on this journey. Uh, we are so excited to do this again. Thank you. We, we wouldn't have been able to do this without our sponsors, without our support. So again, thank you guys so, so much 
for for backing us, for helping us, um, for believing in us, for never giving up in us. Um, I, again, for for myself, for myself and Avery, uh, thank you guys so so much. Um, we're excited for the next two days, and uh, we're hoping to bring you guys uh, so much uh, cool stuff. And we are we are gonna wrap up right now. Any yeah, any final thoughts, Avery, before we wrap up? Yeah, I do want to mention that. If you got, if I, I know Brian, not being a soccer fan though, but have you been watching any of the World Cup? Because this is something I enjoy. I love watching World Cup when it comes on TV. I've been I'm following it. I do. I, I'm a Germany fan. Uh, oh. Don't don't rub it in. We lost to Mexico. I understand. Your it's boy okay. Shaq's happy. He ran. Top of the hey, group. I ran he's one. Happy. You're they, happy Morocco, so Shaq's happy. Big <laughs> shout out to Shaq again, guy I hear at Granville Casino who's helped us out and and put all this on for us. So a uh, big shout out to him and I ran. Way to go! They got three points. Uh, but yeah, Germany uh, had a tough first game, so we're hoping they bounce back yeah, and then come through for and sure. That was their first loss in the World Cup opening match since 1982. It was a long time, long time, yeah. Um, uh, oh, another quick thing. I, I I need to talk about this, and we need to talk about this as media friends and media people here in Canada, media people across this world. I need us to chime in on Kelly Gruber's. Tirade in Toronto. This is, if you have not heard or read about this, please read about this. this for me and for a media well, guy and a, blue, and a Blue and a Blue Jays fan, is, I, I am absolutely sickened. Uh, basically, what happened was Kelly or, or Kelly Gruber was in uh, Toronto, if I'm yes. not mistaken, Toronto, um, to. To honor uh, Lloyd Mosby, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a um, Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame weekend event at Puck Talks. I'm sorry, Pitch Talks. Pitch Talk is a like a, if you know TED Talks, Pitch Talk is a baseball equivalent of TED Talks where I go to events all the time in Ontario. It's yeah, there's a host and there's panelists who have they have media on, alumni on. And yes. Of course, you meant yeah, Lloyd Mosby and Kelly Gruber were among the panelists with um, Kevin Barker. What? And yeah, and, and it was just it, it was an absolute disaster from. From start to finish, apparently Kelly Gruber came in. He was very obnoxious. Uh, looked uh, from the reports, looked to be on something or or intoxicated. Uh, we don't know. Nobody wants to speculate. And had some things to say to a female reporter. Yes, uh, Ashley Docking, who is a good friend of mine, and Ashley is one of the most qualified former Edmontonian. She's working CTV Edmonton. Former Edmontonian, yes. Former Edmonton uh, Oilers reporter. She's a from, but she's out back in Toronto, killing it. With pitch talks and National Cross League, and yeah, like you mentioned, Brad Kelly Gruber came on stage, disrespected her, disrespected everybody else on the stage, and and actually she only like a pro, shutting him down and Very so much Barker. So. But I'm glad pitch talks has said that Kelly, Kelly, pitch talks has now banned Gruber from future events. That's awesome. It's, it's great, you know. Being a Blue Jays fan, I I was a I was a Kelly Gruber fan growing up, right? And you know, but to see this is is just for me disgraceful and. For me, really leaves a bitter taste in my mouth again. Ashley, we support you. We're behind you as media people. Uh, thank you so much for uh, standing up and then doing what you do. You do an excellent job, um, you know, covering the sports you love. And, of course, uh, she was big in the national cross uh, scene in Canada as well. And uh, way to handle that like a pro. And uh, good on you. And, again, we're behind you. And, and, you know, keep doing what you're doing. So, good job. Yeah. Um, that is it for us. We will be back next week, next Monday, with a 10. Uh, Avery will stay the same. <laughs> well, even before that, we'll be here for the Art Gala event, which will go from 6 to 11 p.m. here at Grand Villa. 
Oh yes, sorry. So, yes. Yeah, sorry. To, to, be, yes. to be exact, Atlas. To be exact for the actual exact outcome. Right. Yeah, we will be here uh, from six to nine in Atlas uh, Steakhouse in Granville Casino, which is attached to Rogers Place in downtown Edmonton. Uh, make sure you're here if you're here. Um, great food, great uh, art, art pieces, some by incredible artists in Edmonton. Uh, just a great night, all proceeds as, as well. It's it's going to be a an incredible evening. We're going to be live just for a half hour um, to, to showcase this event. And then we'll be back in a normal time, same place, uh, with our four-hour show next Monday. A very special guest as well will join us then for Avery Lewis McDougal. I'm Brad Barco. Huge shout-out and thank you to Eric Zabrowski for joining us. Sorry for the technical difficulties again. Thank you. Good night. We will see you next week. And make sure you follow us because we'll be in Vegas tomorrow. And look out, Las Vegas, because we're coming. <laughs> Later. Have a good night.